Hey everyone, Boomer Esiason here. The NFL Draft is behind us and your favorite team is now gearing up for week number one. The free Odyssey app puts you right in the middle of the pro football conversation with the biggest sports radio stations from across the country. The local voices who know your team the best, giving you their unfiltered takes on the current state of your squad. It's always football season right here on the free Odyssey app. Pionk on the wall, and the Jets able to get it out, an entire group of Sabres as Barron comes back the other way, scores! Morgan Barron on the counter punch for the Jets, and with 6.05 to go in the third, it's 3-2 Winnipeg. Dan Dunleavy there on the call, Morgan Barron, the game winner. 13.55 mark, Winnipeg scoring four in the third, including that one right there, which wins it for Winnipeg. It's our NOCO play of the game brought to you by NOCO, the official natural gas and electric supplier to the Buffalo Sabres. As we welcome you back to Keybank Center here on the Press Box, Brian Colziel on the Upstate Honda Dealers postgame show. 5-2 Winnipeg. The Sabres have been outstanding this year, entering the third period with a lead 19-0-1. And even as Paul mentioned during the intermission, even dating back to last season, uh, they had not lost in regulation with a lead in the third. And, uh, you know, at some, it was going to happen at some point that that was going to have a blemish on it, but uh, it feels like a ill-timed one uh, as they fall 5-2. to two. All right, live locker room reaction. Here's Eric Robinson first with Paul Hamilton. Eric, you guys were able to hang in there, I thought, but it seemed like with three games and four and back-to-backs, you guys might not have had the energy maybe you had in the last two games. Did you feel that way? Yeah, it's not an excuse. They played yesterday, too. Um, just felt like we didn't quite get up to the pace that we wanted to to dictate play, um, and it came back to bite us in the third. Talk about the goal that you scored, how it came about. Just a nice play by Krebsy, um, kind of spinning around on his back end there to find me in the middle. So, yeah, really nice play by him. Is it nice to get rewarded because you have been having some chances and, and you've been getting into the zone and playing in the offensive zone? Is it nice to get rewarded for your work? Yeah, I felt like I've been... Getting my game going the past, you know, little stretch here. So, yeah, it's obviously nice to see one go in the back of the net. What happened in the third? Uh, you guys, you haven't been here for most of it, but in the last two years you hadn't lost uh, when you had the lead going into the third period. Uh, you did in this one. What happened? Do you feel it like get away? Yeah, I don't know if we were just, you know, weren't, we're playing not to lose instead of trying to, you know, just go out there and, and play in the offensive zone and, and you, know, you know, play defense by playing offense. Just felt like we were trying to hold on to it. Um, can't do that against good teams. What's different today maybe than what happened yesterday? Because Vegas came back to tie it 2-2. They came back to tie it twice today for you guys. Obviously, different results today. What's the difference between maybe yesterday and today? I, I don't know the exact difference. Um, obviously, we're going to have to go back and watch it and, and you know, go over the film and um, see where we can be better, obviously. Thank you, Eric. Eric Robinson on the post game. Brian, back to you. Robinson gave the Sabres a 2-1 lead, 9:20 into the second period, and that's what was the score after 40 minutes. Sabres were, at that moment, a period away from winning their third in a row and uh, putting together quite a good stretch here. It would have been 6-7 of seven had they won. But uh, we mentioned there, Barron got the game winner. Morrissey tied it at 10:38, and uh, the Sabres looked as though they had nothing in the tank there down the stretch. Again, as Eric Robinson pointed out, Winnipeg played yesterday. Now it's an afternoon game for them, but they had travel, so I'd kind of call it a wash heading into this one tonight. And Lukanen let in those two from Morrissey and Barron that weren't the best to let in, and you wonder maybe if he just 
hit a wall at some points. I'm sure he wouldn't make any excuses about it, but those were two goals against that we really haven't seen UPL let in at all, almost at all, uh, during any of this stretch here of his good play, essentially since the turn of the calendar uh, into January of 2024. Sabres split the weekend, which going into it, Vegas, Winnipeg, two very good teams from the West. You know, in general, it's, it's not you wouldn't say it's a terrible weekend, but with already a win in the bank and a lead heading into the third period, it does feel obviously uh, kind of like a punch in the gut at this moment as they gave up four in the third. Two of them happened to be empty net goals, uh, but the Sabres really didn't generate much offense, if, if at any, in the third period. Um, they did have eight shots, but only 20 in the game. Winnipeg outshot Buffalo 34 to 20 overall in the game, and they outshot Buffalo 13 to 8 in the third period. Let's go back down to the room. One of the other goal scorers, J.J. Paterka, he's live with Paul. J.J. had uh, the lead going into the third period. Uh, you guys are usually pretty good with that. Uh, what happened, do you feel, to let it get away? Um, I think just too many odd rushes. I think um, we're in their zone, but then uh, at the end of the day, we just uh, gave too much up in transition, and that's where they uh, took the opportunity from. Why has the power play been working much better, I would say, maybe in the last six, seven games? Um, I I think we just don't feel that pressured. I think we just go out there, um, want to have fun, want to make plays. And, um, yeah, I mean, just looking for the open guy always. The goal that you scored, that's a bit of a different play that you guys set up on the power play, isn't it? Yeah, like I said, I think um, we just, like, looked uh, where the other guys are. And, uh, I mean, uh, Oki Skinny and uh, Mitzi made a heck of a play. Um, finding each other and then, uh, yeah, Oki found me back door. Both teams played back-to-back. This was back-to-back for you, plus three out of four with the first one in Tampa. Did you Do you feel maybe the team got a little run down in this game? Um, I mean, I think it was just the same advantage for both teams. And, um, yeah, I think, um, like I said before, we, we just uh, gave too many Ottman rushes, the other team, um, where they took the opportunity from. But um, I think energy-wise, we were on the same level. This is the first time you scored 20 goals in the National Hockey League. Does that mean something special to you? I mean, uh, I think it's always always great to, to crack that number. But, uh, yeah, I mean, at the end of the day, um, I just want to go out there, want to have fun, and uh, obviously help the team. Um, JJ, I know at the end of last night's game you were a little frustrated on the bench to be able to at least come back, and it's not the team result you wanted today, to, but to be able to get back on the score sheet, how much does that mean to you and what you find success in your game? Well, I mean, uh, you can also, I think, contribute to the game um, without scoring. And uh, that's kind of like the thing I'm learning right now. Um, even though I'm not in a score sheet, I try to make good plays out there that, uh, that helps the team win. Um, but, yeah, obviously it's, it's, it's nice to get the goal finally and, uh, yeah, try to help the team that way. Thank you, JJ. JJ Paterka on the post game. I think we might have somebody over here, Brian, let me see. Before we send it back, I think we'll go back to Luke, and then we probably won't have him long, but he's been talking for a bit, but I'll stick a microphone in here. Third goal? Yeah. It's a good shot. Uh, yeah. I, don't know, I kind of had to challenge that he's coming. It's really hard for a goalie when, when he's coming down down that fast and, you know, has time to drag the puck a little bit and, you know, kind of move move it closer closer to him and kind of get a you know better angle to the shot. It was a good shot, so... You know, perfect world. You want to, you want to have that, but no. I'll, I'll see it on the video and see what I have to change. But it was a good shot. Did, did you get a piece of it at all? Or? No, no. He, he scored. That one that caught you up high, late. Was that 
that just kind of catch you by surprise that it got you in the mask? Or yeah, it was, bit? no, it was just kind of, uh, you know, I have a big head, so sometimes I confuse <laughs> it, so um, it was kind of last thing, last thing to, you know, get, get, get there, so, you know, I, I just wanted to make sure that the mask was all right and kind of, you know, take take a moment to you know take a breather, but I was fine after it. You, you know, they had told us going into this set that they could play you both if based on the workload. I mean, as you went through the game last night and just thought after the game right away, I, is it safe to assume you you said I'm playing tomorrow too, the way last night went? Yeah, as I said, um, I'll take any start I can get. Uh, I'll play as many as I can, I can, and uh, they they let me. So, you know, we had a really solid third period and. Um, you know, there's no perfect time to start a game in the NHL. You know, you're you're always a little bit tired, or you know, something is going on. So, uh, I was happy to get the start tonight, and you know, try to help the team to win. Uh, we've been on a good roll here, so you know, I was I was happy to get the start tonight. You're always looking forward to challenges. You hadn't started back to back all year long. Was this something you were really looking forward to, getting the opportunity to start a back to back? Yeah, it was great. Uh, I, I talked about how much you know it means to have the kind of the confidence from the coaching staff and from the team and. You know, I think uh, that kind of proves it to get to start it back to back. And, uh, you know, it's it's really unfortunate we lost tonight. You know, we kind of, uh, I feel like we could have won tonight, you know, but it's, you know, it, it always doesn't go that way. But, you know, as I said, it was it was great to, you know, get the confidence from the coaching staff to start tonight too. Thank you, Uko. Uko Pekka, Lukanen, and then the post game. Brian, back to you. All right, Lukanen there. Paul Hamilton, appreciate your locker room interviews. Our blue and gold locker room report brought to you by Roswell Park Comprehensive Cancer Center. Early detection of cancer is our goal. Get in the game at roswellpark.org slash WGR. 5-2 Winnipeg. That's the final here on our Upstate Honda Dealers postgame show. Uh, Buffalo's next game is Wednesday at Toronto. They open up a two-game road trip. Toronto Wednesday night and then Nashville Thursday. The next home game will be Saturday at 12:30 against Edmonton. The Sabres will not have another home game before the trade deadline. So we want, you know, you could wonder was that Kyle Oposo's last game in this building as a Sabre? Was it Zemgus Gergens's last game as a Sabre? Eric Johnson did not play. Uh, was it his last game as a Sabre in this building? We'll have to see the next time they're home. It'll be after the trade deadline, which is Friday. Speaking of trade deadlines, Paul Hamilton and I spoke with Sabres GM Kevin Adams quite a bit during pregame today. If you missed that interview, uh, we're going to replay it at the end of the postgame show tonight, so make sure you're with us then. Uh, though at this time, we're going to say goodbye to all of our local affiliates. If you want to keep listening to the postgame, go to WGR550.com. Final score from downtown Buffalo, Winnipeg 5, Buffalo 2. I'm Brian Colziel. More of the Upstate Honda Dealers postgame coming up, including Don Granado's postgame comments. That's on the way next here on the Buffalo Sabres Radio Network. Got a touch on that one. Dolene throws a big reverse hit behind the net. Peon. Rasmus Dahlin with our Clinton Collision hit of the game. Clinton Collision, we're there. And you need a repair. We welcome you back here to Key Bank Center inside the press box. Brian Colziel on our upstate Honda Dealers postgame show. 5-2 Winnipeg. The Sabres with a lead heading to the third period. And we know their record has been so good. Uh, entering the third with a lead, 19-0-1 this season, entering the third with a lead. Uh, thank you, Mike Harrington, for uh, adding up last season, too. He says, 
Sabres had been 46-0-5 over the last two seasons when leading after two. So this is the first time in two years that the Sabres have entered the third with a lead and not at least gotten it to overtime for a point. And tonight, with the back-to-back and the quality of opponent and maybe pushing your goalie to play back-to-back, even if I had been sitting here right now talking about a loss, had they gotten it to overtime with a point, I feel like we would have felt a little bit better about it. Instead, giving up four in the third, albeit two in the empty net, and losing 5-2 uh, does seem like this this night was kind of like a just a, a wasted night when, you know, for the most part, you had the lead through 40. It wasn't great. It wasn't a thing of beauty. There wasn't a ton of scoring chances or, or shots. They only end up with 20 in the game. But, you know, Lukanen's only let in one through 40 minutes. You're playing well. Figure out a way in the period to, at the very least, even if you just lose by a goal, well, at least it's going to overtime. And you never know that. It's three on three. All it takes is one shot. So much open ice. Um, you know, I would have liked Buffalo's chances. They've been good in overtime and in the shootouts uh, so far this year. So uh, it's definitely, you know, disappointing in terms of what maybe could have been. The day started very well for the Sabres on the out-of-town scoreboard, which we'll talk about in a moment. But Don Granato is ready to meet with the media. Let's head downstairs and take you there live to hear from the Sabres head coach. Uh, this time, for two years, you've been able to get into the bar, but this time you couldn't. What was the difference, did you feel, in the third period where you lost it? Just we, we made too many mistakes. Um, cost us. Lost some battles that uh, you would like to uh, have won and made some mistakes. That was the difference. How dangerous did you feel that game was given what Winnipeg did this time yesterday to Carolina? Um, I mean, I, 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 you know, they did come back at Carolina yesterday, but I, I, that certainly wasn't on my mind. Uh, you know, it was, it was um, we needed to do one of two things, either elevate. Um, we had some spurts of where we elevated determination and fight. I think our guys fought fatigue, but, but you either find a way to fight through it or find a way to be more efficient. And we, we were caught, uh, you know, in the middle. With, I didn't think we pressured pucks enough. Um, and when we didn't, we weren't smart enough filling the right areas. Um, we were on occasion early and throughout the game, but the last, uh, you know, the last ten minutes, uh, obviously the dam broke there. In, in in the sense of, you know, we we lost playing efficient. We gave up some inside ice uh, on the tying goal, um, and the and the go ahead goal. So. Seemed to like the challenge of uh, you know, getting back-to-back starts. How do you think he responded? And maybe he wants one of those late back, but I mean, he made some key saves, obviously. Yeah, he did. He made some key saves. I'm sure. You know, he's a competitive guy. He he. Uh, you know, um, the, the, the last couple, he usually makes routine saves on, um, but he's been great for us, and um, I don't I don't fault him um, for this one at all. Um, although, as a competitive guy, I'm sure he he wants. Uh, he wants those back. They always do. Um, but again, it's what it's what I said. We wh- where we where we had moments to elevate and elevate, compete, work ethic, battles. Um, we didn't consistently enough, and we didn't play efficient if we weren't going to do that enough. You had a lot of energy and steam from Krebs and Robinson, especially at times in the middle where got, they got your goal. What, what do you think is the ability of them to drive the play a little? Yeah, they, they obviously did have good energy, and that was a hell of a goal. Um, you know, so in a, in a heck of a shift when they when they did get scored on, 
the, that go-ahead goal. They, they had a heck of a shift. Great energy, great, great uh, battles in the offensive zone. And then uh, a little bit, uh, you know, we, 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 we didn't finish the shift on that one. But they were, they were, uh, they were good on occasion, and that obviously was a, was a nice goal by them earlier in the second. Conversely, I know you switched Krebs and Thompson a couple times there. Just how tough a night did it seem for Thompson and his line? It, it was again. It was um, you know some guys fatigue showed a little showed fatigue a little bit more than others, um, and when you know when that's the case again you you you, you want to play a little bit more efficient. Um, so that's uh, I mean there's not a, not a whole lot more to say. You go into lots of different details, but the, that's the essence of it. Thank you, guys. All right, that is Sabres head coach Don Granado. Some shorter comments than normal here. Um, but, uh, yeah, said fatigue, trying to get guys around. Um, doesn't fault Lukanen for that one, but uh, did bring that up a few times. But, yeah, I mean, the battles, the intensity, the energy, the shot presence, the net presence, it was definitely all less than it was last night when they scored seven. Not surprising that they scored seven last night with how good that was and Tonight only scoring two, uh, and it cost him. You know, and again, you know, to me the the disappointing part about tonight is you did have a lead heading into the third. Even if you surrender a goal, you got to figure out a way to get that to overtime. And the Sabers have not done that quite a bit this year. Um, they have not found ways to get games to overtime that has been like these one goal games. Now it ends up being a three goal game because of a two empty netters, but uh, in the end, it's still a one goal game. It's three two, and the Baron goal that Rister that beat Lukanen on the glove like. That's the goal he had led in, in previous years when we had all thought, like, well, maybe this guy's not a number one goalie. And he's been excellent, and it is hard to maybe go hard at Lukanen because he's been amazing. He's been the team MVP. But he tonight, you know, just didn't have his best stuff there in the third. He was good in the first and the second. And you know what? I, I shouldn't even say in the third because one of his best saves was that one on Connor on a two-on-one. So he was, you know, there, but, the you know, the goal from Morrissey, the goal from Barrett, and those, uh, those are ones clearly that uh, he didn't have his best stuff on. Brian Colesdale here on the Upstate Honda Dealers postgame. 5-2, Jets win it. Let's get our final stats here, and then we'll, we'll get Paul Hamilton's take. Uh, final stats brought to you by Level Financial Advisors, helping you retire better. Visit levelfa.com. Final shot totals end up in this one. Uh, for the Sabres, they end up with just, let's see, 19. Is that correct? Did they take one off the board for Buffalo? Uh, it was 20. Let's see if it's still, it's down to 19 now. Jeez, 19 shots for the Sabres. Just seven in the third period. Uh, 35 for the Jets. 35-19. Both teams, two tries on the power play. Winnipeg 0 for 2. Sabres 1 of 2. Uh, Brochat and Net gets the win. 17 saves. Lucan in the loss. 30 saves. Your three stars. Robinson for Buffalo, star number three. Barron from Winnipeg, star number two. And Morrissey from Winnipeg, star number one. Morrissey ends up with a goal and an assist. And this one will make Josh Morrissey the electric player of the game. Brought to you by Town Ford. When you think Ford, think of Town Ford. If you're listening on your way home, we appreciate you listening here on our Upstate Honda Dealers postgame show. Your drive home from the game is brought to you by Paddock Chevrolet with you for the extra mile. Okay, down to Paul Hamilton. Get a couple of thoughts from him. Paul, the record has been so good for the Sabres this year. 19-0-1 entering the third. I know I think Mike Harrington just said they're 46-0-5 entering the third with a lead here. Uh, we know 
tonight. A couple of goals against in the third from Lukanen that have been almost nothing of what we've seen um, him give up this year. But uh, that stat, which had gone so well for so long here, has a blemish on it tonight. Yeah, that stat isn't just from this year. It's from last year, too. So they hadn't lost a game. They were ahead going into the third period in two years. So that's the first time that's happened. And, you know, the Jets just seemed like uh, they were, you know, Buffalo looked tired. The Jets didn't, you know, and the Jets prevailed. And look what the Jets did in the last two games. They In Carolina, no less, where, you know, Carolina's one of the best teams in the league third period they scored five goals to win five to three and here they came into the third period here down two to one scored four goals to win the game so that's nine goals they've scored against two teams that have played pretty well defensively and in buffalo's case pretty well defensively here in 2024 and they scored nine goals in two games on them and uh that just shows the type of team that they are. And I don't think some of the fans that are writing me right now realize how good the Winnipeg Jets are, and they are one of the best teams in the National Hockey League. They're treating them like they're some bottom feeder or something. This is a good hockey team, and uh, they've been in the top three for a while now. And uh, you give them an opportunity to win a game like that, they'll take it. Paul, they're right now sitting in first place, not only in the Central, but in the entire West. So that can back up your point. They're number one in the West right now when you look at uh, the tiebreaker. of they've played the, They're tied with Dallas and Vancouver, but they've played the least amount of games. So and for a the, lot of times, they've number been number one. one in the NHL, you yeah. know, not just the West. So, uh, you know, this I was actually looking forward to seeing them. Of course, I did see them in Winnipeg when Buffalo was there, but I was looking forward to seeing them here and see how the Sabres would match up. And, um, you know, that's that's the schedule of the National Hockey League, too. I mean, the first game of a three games and four was in Tampa, and then you got the trip back. You don't have a practice on Friday where you should get your breath back and played very well. It was a tough game against Vegas uh, from, from a physical standpoint, but the Sabres went out and won a lot of battles and did very well. And, uh, of course, now they're getting raked over the coals again. The, the, I guess those games don't count. Uh, the only when they lose it counts. You know they're out of shape. They're this. They're that or whatever. Um, but uh, you know they they just they just didn't have a lot of stamina. It seemed in this game uh, the the back to back. Now both teams play back to back, and the players brought that up, and that's no excuse. And that absolutely is no excuse. And I'm not trying to make excuses for them. They should have won the game with a two to one lead, and that's the thing. In the National Hockey League, if you're a good team and you're tired from a three and four or a back-to-back, good teams find ways to get past that and win it. You know, and that's where the Sabres still have to learn that, okay, we don't have our A game tonight. We're a little bit tired from travel or whatever it is tonight. But as J.J. Paterka said and as Eric Robinson said, that's no excuse. And absolutely is not an excuse. When you... Because all teams have three and four and back-to-backs and the rest of it. This is a good team that they just played who also had a back-to-back and had to travel here from Carolina. And I guess it was an afternoon game, but they found a way. You know, they found a way to overcome maybe being tired or fatigued or anything like that. And that's what good things, good teams do. And that's what this team has to figure out. And here's an example, Paul, of, like you said, not maybe having your best or not having a full energy tank. 
can you still, with a lead, entering the third, even if you don't have your best third, even if your goalie lets in one that maybe everyone would say is not the best, can you still figure out a way to get it to overtime? And even tonight, if had they lost this game in overtime, I still feel like, well, yes, you know, you would have been annoyed you didn't get the win, but you picked up three out of four points against Vegas and Winnipeg in a back-to-next scenario where maybe you you pushed your goalie a little to go ahead and play those extra two ga- or those two games together. Um, but the fact that they couldn't just come back with one, um, you know, the, I know it's a, it's a three-goal differential in the end, but we know two of these, of course, are empty netters. So it still in, it eventually is just a one-goal game. If they could have just gotten one in the third to force overtime, and who knows what happens in overtime. There's so much open space. Crazy things can happen. It only takes one shot. Um, they could still have figured out a way to win. And that's also been a storyline of this year. Even on nights where, you know, maybe the other team pushes a little or the Sabres don't have their best, they still haven't been able to figure out a way to kind of grind it and get to overtime where more points can become available. Yeah, I mean, that's really the story this year is they haven't gotten too many games to overtime or shootouts to get the loser points. And other teams are picking up loser points that they aren't getting. So, uh, you know, that's been, that's been a story for them also where they haven't been able to do that. Um, but uh, yeah, it's it, you know, and it was there for them too. Still with the two to one lead, they got a power play, and that power play really didn't go real well. And uh, but I was thinking when the power play started, here's your chance to go up three to one, you know, and and uh, you know take a three to one lead. Who knows how that changes the game? We don't know. It definitely changes the game, but uh, we don't know how it would change the game. But there was an opportunity to go up two goals. Now, does Winnipeg play it differently than maybe they did play it? And uh, we'll never know, but uh, I thought that was an opportunity right there on that power play to get a goal and get that two-goal lead. 5-2, Jets beat the Sabres here in what, Paul, is the last home game before the trade deadline. Sabres will play in Toronto and in Nashville, but Friday's trade deadline, the Sabres' next home game is not until Saturday. We may have seen some players play their last game as a Sabre in this building tonight. Yeah, longtime Sabres, uh, Zemgis Gergensen's the longest Sabre. He's been here the longest. And Kyle Oposo both maybe played their last game as a Buffalo Sabre in this building. And, you know, that has to be sad for them. I mean, I, I, am, I, I don't know. Do they want to go play on a playoff team? I, I would, but I'm not them. So I don't know what they told Kevin Adams and – and as far as that goes, but you know, it, let who knows if Kyle Oposo is considering retirement. If he is, you know, he might want one more kick at the can with a playoff team, and uh, so we'll see where it goes and where they wind up. But yes, uh, the captain and the guy wearing the A on his sweater too, guys who have been here a long time, may have played their last game as Sabers here in this building. Well, Paul, the out-of-town scoreboard was friendly for the Sabres today. Washington lost in regulation. New Jersey lost in regulation. And the only other team involved, Pittsburgh, is losing right now to Edmonton. Um, Not to say that that's a final yet. So not only is it sting for this game result, but it really could have been a nice night where four games could have all possibly gone their way had the Sabres been able to win. Um, We know the uphill climb in the standings is tremendous, but... You need nights like this if something is going to happen, and uh, I feel like a lost opportunity there with what could have been. It is a lost opportunity, but even if they get close, they're not going to win every game. Right. I mean, they are going to lose along the way, and 
quite honestly, I kind of thought to myself, is, is this a game, you know, knowing the, how good the Winnipeg Jets are and the Sabres just finished beating Carolina and Tampa Bay and taking Florida to the limit and Vegas, three of the best teams in the National Hockey League that just finished beating. And then number three walks in here and a team that's been number one for a lot of this year. I mean, you're not going to just win every game. Uh, so, yeah, there was an opportunity to win this game, definitely. Were they at their best? No. They have to find a way to get through when they're not at their best and figure out how to play where they can get points and can get wins. They haven't mastered that technique yet. But, uh, you know, it's it, this has been a, a tough schedule for them. It's not going to get any easier. Toronto, Nashville, who on a long winning streak. Uh, the Edmonton Oilers, the Detroit Red Wings, um, a lot of good teams still to come on the schedule. Yeah, Edmonton twice this month, Toronto twice this month, and Vancouver, as you mentioned. So some good teams mm-hmm. coming up. And Seattle, a team that they've never beaten. <laughs> yeah, that's right. That's another team that just has their number. Paul, thank you for your work tonight. Appreciate it. Uh, we're going to hear... You know, you and I talking to Kevin Adams uh, a little bit later here at the end of the post game, so people have that to listen to upcoming. But uh, it'll obviously be a busy week, even though the Sabers play for the next two days. Who knows? We could see some. We could see a trade or something happening uh, with this roster before Buffalo plays Wednesday night. Oh, definitely could. You you never know when these trades come together or, or fall apart. You know, you think you got a trade and all of a sudden it's gone. You know, it's, it fell apart. And don't forget too, a lot of what negotiations and talks that are happening right now are laying groundwork for later. You know, when you get to the draft and it lays the groundwork to, all right, well, we're not ready to make this trade now. And Kevin Adams laid out some of the reasons why, whether it's uh, salary cap reasons or you don't know exactly where your team is at. And it lays the groundwork for a trade that maybe you make in uh, May or June before you wind up at the draft. Paul, thanks again. Appreciate your work, and we'll talk Wednesday with the Sabres in Toronto. Talk to you then. Okay, great. Paul Hamilton here on our Upstate Honda Dealers postgame show. 5-2 Winnipeg is the final. Well, before we go to break here, let's get in our injury report brought to you by Losey and Ganji, Buffalo's workers' compensation and personal injury attorneys working hard for hardworking Western New Yorkers. I want to mention, I guess, good news on the injury front. Rasmus Dahlin, after taking just uh, a, a cheap shot slash from Mark Shifley late in the second period, uh, did start the third and looked fine the whole way. Played his usual minutes, 27-24 of ice time, uh, although a rough night for him statistically, a minus four in this game, uh, only registering one shot on goal. And Darlene was the one that kind of slipped and turned it over that ultimately sealed it for Winnipeg when they got the first of their two empty net goals. All right, 5-2 Winnipeg. When we come back, we'll check the scores from around the rest of the NHL and uh, update you on the standings, and also then get you off to our conversation with Sabres General Manager Kevin Adams. As we return here on the Upstate Honda Dealers postgame, 5-2 Winnipeg beating Buffalo. I'm Brian Colziel. appreciate you listening here on a Sunday night to the Buffalo Sabres Radio Network. Save along the ice, kept that one out. Dan Dunleavy there on the call. Uko Pekalukinen, our save of the game, brought to you by your Upstate Honda dealers. To see the exciting all-new Honda lineup, visit your local Upstate Honda dealers today. 
Welcome back. Upstate Honda Dealers postgame show, live from here from the KeyBank Center press box. 5-2 Winnipeg defeating Buffalo. The Sabres were 19-0-1, entering the third period with a lead this year. Over the last two seasons, 46-0-5, entering with a lead. This is the first time in two seasons that they've entered the third with a lead and not at least gotten a point in the standings. It would have been a useful point for sure, uh, but as Paul said, not going to win them all, but uh, with what had happened on the out-of-town scoreboard today, which we'll get to in just a moment here, uh, it feels like a wasted opportunity. Toronto and Nashville come up next year, Wednesday and Thursday, respectively, as the Sabres will begin a two-game road trip starting on Wednesday. And again, was, was tonight the last night for Kyle Oposo as captain of the Sabres in this building. Uh, the trade deadline is Friday. The next home game isn't until Saturday, so we'll see. Uh, we spoke with Kevin Adams in pregame. You'll hear that interview coming up here at the end of the postgame. Um, he said, look, he's talked with Kyle Oposo. He's talked with Eric Johnson. He's talked with Zemgus Gergensens. Two of those three players wear letters on this team uh, about their situation and maybe their wishes and their requests for how it plays out. Gergensens and Oposo haven't played in a playoff game since they've been a member of the Buffalo Sabres. Now, Eric Johnson, of course, part of a Stanley Cup winning team with Colorado. A lot of playoff experience out there. wonder if his wishes line up the same as the others, but uh, there is a chance all three could be gone. Uh, again, I don't think Kevin Adams is going to get boatloads in return for any of them, but uh, it could be, in some sense, a turning of the page of Sabres' leadership here uh, with Gergensen's and Oposo if they are both gone uh, by Friday's trade deadline. All right, we'll read some tweets here coming up in a moment, but let's get the scores. Our scores from around the NHL brought to you by Alex's Place in Batavia. Oh, man, now I want ribs. Over to Jonathan Koziel here as he takes you through the rest of the scoreboard. Thank you, Brian. Only two games left in action tonight. Late in the third period, it's the Canucks up 2-1 to one on the Ducks. That one was six minutes to go in the third. Halfway through the second period, Oilers up 3-0 on the Penguins. Zach Hyman with two goals on the night. He has 42 on the season. Some finals from earlier today. Coyotes beating the Capitals 5-2. And the Kings taking care of the Devils 5-1. And just finishing up this evening, the Wild beat the Sharks 4-3. Kirill Kaprizov with a hat-trick. All right, so, so far, at least on the out-of-town scoreboard, the Sabres getting what they wanted. Washington to lose in regulation, New Jersey to lose in regulation, and it looks like Pittsburgh might be on their way to losing in regulation with this 3 nothing deficit right now. And it could have been a, a, a nice night for the Sabres. Almost a perfect night had they been able to pick up points in the standings. All right, so the up-to-the-minute standings right now. Again, Detroit and Tampa are holding down the two wild-card spots, 72 and 72 points. Uh, then the Islanders are the first team on the outside looking in with 66. Caps with 65. Devils, 64. And then you've got the Sabres and the Penguins with 62. Buffalo has uh, games with all those teams I just mentioned other than Pittsburgh. They play the Devils once, the Capitals twice, the Islanders once, the Lightning once, and the Red Wings three times. So there is definitely some opportunity there if the head-to-head -head matchups go quite well, but uh, Buffalo still with a lot to work to do. To be still 10 points down here, as we go into the final month of the season, there is still quite a bit of work to do uh, for the Sabres, and we'll see what Kevin Adams does. Just, who knows? We may even have a trade before uh, Wednesday's next game when the Sabres play in Toronto. That's your look at the NHL standings, brought to you by Native Pride. 
and Tall Chief Cigars stand tall with native pride. 5-2 Winnipeg defeating Buffalo tonight. The attendance here at KeyBank Center, 14,171. The Sabres were outshot 34-19. to The three stars in this game, Eric Robinson from Buffalo with a goal. He was star number three. Morgan Barron, who got the game winner, he was star number two. And Josh Morrissey, nice defenseman for the Jets on their top pair. He had a goal and an assist. He is star number one. Buffalo's power play continuing to go well. They've scored in five straight games. Uh, They were one of two tonight. Uh, Winnipeg was zero of two on the power play. So, again, Sabres and Leafs next coming up on Wednesday. Uh, Before we hear from uh, Sabres general manager Kevin Adams, let's finish with our serve pro. First response from the fans. Serve Pro of Central Buffalo's team, Luzzy, responds first and faster to any size disaster. We always welcome your thoughts after each and every game at Brian WGR. You can send those on Twitter. All right, let's read some tweets here. Big, Ju- Big Dutch says, Brian, there's a reason the Jets have 83 points. Well coached, very disciplined. They're a fast team, and they know where their teammates are on the ice. Yeah, that top line, uh, Shifley and Connor and that, that crew, they are really, really in sync with each other. They came in with a lot of uh, odd man rushes. Over the course of the game, I think the Sabres actually did quite well to maybe keep them off the score sheet as much as they did. Uh, at Sabres Spotlight says, uh, Robinson's quotes after the game uh, was, and then he's got the fire emoji. Please give this man more pressers. <laughs> he's responding to Robinson talking about possible fatigue, saying, quote, it's not an excuse. I felt like we were up to the pace, or I felt like we didn't get to the pace that we needed to dictate play. They played yesterday, too. It came back to bite us uh, in the third. Yeah, I uh, I agree with that. They both played yesterday. So, you know, Winnipeg had to travel. It was an afternoon game, but, uh, you know, I probably saw that off as saying fairly even. Uh, Ron tweets in, says, uh, talking about Lukanen, said he played well. He should have had the second and third goals, in my opinion, but he made some great saves tonight. I would agree. In the third, he had a great one on Connor on a two-on-one. But the two goals that were letting in, that uh, he lets in from Morrissey and Barron that ultimately end up being the tire and the game winner, I mean, those are ones that uh, – he really hasn't let in at all over the course of these great two-plus months uh, that he has had uh, where he's put up some of the best numbers of almost anybody uh, in the National Hockey League. So, uh, And you just wonder, like, did he hit a wall in the third period? I don't know. I mean, that, those were goals that he kind of had led in previous seasons that we all had wondered, like, hey, can this guy be a number one goalie? Uh, we really haven't seen that at all over the course of this season. So, uh, again, another back-to-back scenario coming up with Toronto and Nashville. I got to think that with travel – uh, that we will see Eric Comrie uh, in one of those games coming up. I mean, with two days rest and a short bus ride to Toronto, you can come back with Luke in on Wednesday, and then my guess would be we will see Eric Comrie uh, coming in on Thursday when the Sabres take on Nashville. All right, this is the Upstate Honda Dealers postgame. Brian Colziel with you. Next, we want to get to Sabres general manager Kevin Adams. We know it's trade deadline week. A lot of Sabre fans want to know, who's maybe going out, who's maybe coming in, and uh, lots to talk about in terms of contracts. Uh, he really was upfront with where he thinks, you know, Casey Middlestat's future is with this team. He also has some thoughts on Lukanen and some thoughts on uh, maybe some of the prospects uh, within the Sabres organization. So we're going to replay that interview for you now here on our Upstate Honda Dealers postgame. Here is Paul Hamilton and myself from pregame today speaking with Kevin Adams, the Sabres general manager. 
Hey everyone, Boomer Esiason here. The NFL Draft is behind us and your favorite team is now gearing up for week number one. The free Odyssey app puts you right in the middle of the pro football conversation with the biggest sports radio stations from across the country. The local voices who know your team the best, giving you their unfiltered takes on the current state of your squad. It's always football season right here on the free Odyssey app. 